All right. Well, welcome to workshopping a little bit about worship leading. Is that what you think you've come to? Because I'm not offended if you're... Uh Uh-oh, that was not what I thought. So that's fine. Um, But what we're going to do this morning is look at uh, worship leading, going to look at the heart and some skills and midnight oil. And... Um, and then pray for one another with, with along those lines. So I'm going to kind of give you dot points. I don't know if you like to take notes. Uh, you don't have to. But I'm going to give you dot points to run through to share about this, to workshop. What does it mean to lead worship? Who would love to say a prayer for us as we gather? Who'd be happy to? I'll do it. Okay. Thanks, Lou. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, I thank you for your strength and what I just pray that through this workshop um, you can give Matt the words um, and give us the guidance to really grow in you and in worship. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let me give you a little bit of a testimony to, to kick off with, and then I'm going to ask you to turn to the person to your left or right and ask for. And, and you share a bit of your story with where you're at with this subject of worship leading. So, for me, um, 12 years old, had a youth pastor in my church, and he said, do you want to learn drums? I'm 12, and I'm like, yeah, anything loud, and we hit things. Brilliant. So he lent me his silver drum kit one day, in, and I put it in my mum and dad's bedroom. I had a tape cassette player. Have you ever seen them? And... Um, <laughs> There was a Christian singer in my day called Amy Grant, and I'd press play, put it on 11, and just play along. So I did that for three weeks, and then the youth worker said, I want my drum kit back. So he took it back, and then basically I I literally got out saucepans and pots and pans, put it in the kitchen, uh, and just just annoyed everyone. Then I thought, I'd really love to buy a drum kit. And mum and dad said, well, you're going to go and have to buy one. And I said, fine then. So I went down to the pizza shop, folded pizza boxes, uh, went to a retirement village, put their bins out. So basically I got about 10 bucks a week for a season in my life. And then I saved up. There was, in my day, there was a thing called the Trading Post. It was a magazine, kind of like, what's the one now, Gumtree? Like Gumtree, like but a paper form. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, I'm feeling my age. And uh, found a drum kit that I could afford. It was 150 bucks. It was red. There was, uh, it's Pearl was the maker. And good brand, but $150 worth. And uh, bought my drum kit and just fell in love with it. And one of the things I'd love to say straight away is, with music, you really do want to fall in love with it. If you don't fall in love with it, I will tell. Uh, So, uh, I'm 15, playing drums, want to be a superstar, doesn't work out. And my youth worker got a new worth, I guess I've had about eight youth workers in my life. Anyway, the next one said, do you want to start playing in church? And in my day, church music was pretty, pretty average. And um, said, sure. And, but it, the music wasn't written for like a rock band. It was really bad. Anyway, played drums, messed it up for years. Like just couldn't play the songs, felt embarrassed. But it was great training ground for me. And not so great training ground for the congregation. But anyway, I had fun. <laughs> And I annoyed people, played too loud, 
got, you know, people would say, um, actually, th- one of my best bits of feedback was um, there was a band in my day called In the Silence, and John Dixon, who's a minister now, was the lead singer of it, and I was in a little band that supported his band for a little bit a- in Australia, and I remember sitting in a gym in Byron Bay, we'd just played, and sitting in this back uh, room of the gym and John saying to me, Matt, your drumming is like a train that's gone off the rails, buddy. I was like, oh, so you want to be more honest? Just go for it. And, uh, but it was brilliant because he said to me, dude, every five seconds you want to do a uh, moment. And I did. The truth was I just loved drums and I didn't care what other people thought and it was a bad attitude. I want to repent. And um, so that was how getting feedback started for me. And basically, skipping up to worship leading, when I was 19, I wanted to be a youth worker of a church. There was a place called Waitara. It's near Hornsby. There's this little Anglican church. And I got uh, a one-day-a-week role being the youth worker there. The music wasn't great. And they asked, Matt, would you take care of the music? But all I knew was how to play drums so I had to learn acoustic guitar nick an $80 acoustic guitar really hurts when you press down on it with action was horrible anyway that's where we all start and I had to learn to play and at least I had rhythm like with my right hand with hi-hats and everything but I had to learn music and I had to learn about in a song the, the chords and and all this kind of thing and I had to learn with leading a group that it's not about just getting up there playing a song and sitting down it's actually about leading a group so at 18 i start learning about worship leading uh then 22 i become a youth worker of a different church in belrose where the musicians were amazing they were amazing lots of them were in the con in sydney they were really really good so i step back (laughs) From playing, and I learn a new way of leading worship, which is how I'm leading worship today, which is through others. So, like, I love leading worship. I love it. I love taking people on a journey with God. Absolutely love it. Uh, but I recognize that my gift from God is not anymore playing guitar and <laughs> singing, it's much more letting other people do it, but working with them. And so like, that's what I do here. I work with the worship leaders and even in the meeting, which I'll get to, um, we're leading together. And that, that's how we roll. So that's a little bit about my story. I'd love you to turn to the person next to you and have a moment to say, where are you up to with this story? Either in, either in worship leading or music or you're interested in this subject. You can even say, I, like, I, um, look, I haven't even got pots and pans out yet. Um, where are you up to with this story and it doesn't matter where you're up to in this story but it's just helpful to share you ready maybe twos or threes could you look around and maybe meet someone new and uh, come in guys come in come in and um, and like give two minutes each ready set go come on
swap, as in swap with one another. With pen or paper or digital device or internal reflecting, I'd love you, you've got 60 seconds, are you ready? And here's the question that I'd like you to write down and I'd like you to answer. The question is this, where would I like to go, where is, where, and I'll say it some different ways, where would I like to go with worship leading? Where would I like to go? Or what do I need to learn next? about worship leading um, so where where would I like to go what do I need to do next what do I need to learn next um, kind of like a bit of a goal where are you heading go one minute just think right if you want to chat to your friend if you're an open if you'd like to talk out do it 60 seconds go where do you want to go next what do you want to learn? Where are you heading? while you're thinking or wondering it this question is actually really important because you need to be on the journey you need to know where you're up to on the journey otherwise it's really boring like it's just it's, musicians have goals and leaders have goals and when you don't have one grab one like and even if you've got to rip someone else's off um, because you need to be on a journey and growing and going somewhere. Otherwise, it's it is it gets really boring, um, and and you won't you won't be very motivated. So where are you heading? Next thing I'd love to do is now I'd like to give some dot points on heart, and then some dot points on skill, and then talk a little bit about midnight oil. You ready? So heart, King David is the person we're going to use as our example. And the first point is this, is that worship leading starts, and I'm going to use a bit of an, an analogy with King David, it starts in the paddock before it gets to the palace. It starts in the paddock before it gets to the palace. So, if you're not enjoying singing to Jesus in your home, like in your room, or in the lounge room, or in the garage, or in the field like in the backyard, if you're not enjoying that, don't do it in front of others. Because the best thing you can do as a worship leader when you're leading people is worship the Lord. That's the best thing you can do. Um, if you are not worshipping the Lord with your instrument or if someone else is playing and you're, you're just vocally leading, if you're not worshipping the Lord... 
it's going to be really hard for the people that you're leading to engage with God. Um, because otherwise, we're just singing songs. So, I'd like you to perhaps write down paddock before palace. And then how much is this an issue for me? If you could write a number. If one is like, no, it's like I'm, that's all right. Um, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm worshipping. I'm singing to God. Uh, like in, in my house. On the walk to school. Like in my head. Um, like that, that number one is, is like, no, I'm doing all right. Number ten is, yeah, I really need to work on that. Like I need to find a space. Now, for anyone who's like, well, I can't sing at home. Like, that would be the worst thing to do. I would love to ask you, would it be so bad for you to say to whoever is at home, guys, do you mind if I, if I just practice in my bedroom? Because if the, fear, if the fear is stopping you, the way to get rid of that fear is to bring the fear out, like around dinner or breakfast, and just say, guys, do you mind if I start playing music? And they'll probably say, nah, don't mind, mate. Just do it, you know, whenever. Um, I don't know how you talk at home. She'll be right, mate. She'll be right. So, King David, who becomes, like, for us, a massive model of leading worship uh, to God with his actions, like he fought armies. Uh, That's quite action-orientated. And then he sang, and then he's written a lot of songs that we're, we're singing today, but in different ways. King David was chosen by God because of his heart in the paddock before the palace. His heart was in the paddock with God and he was really happy in the paddock. He didn't actually want the palace. Yes? If you want the palace, I would say confess that and deal with it because it's going to get in the road. Okay? Because here's the next point. Next point is, um, with our heart... Is that please don't be ambitious. But you just said have a goal. I did say have a goal. But what's the difference? Now talk to your friend. What's the difference between having a goal and being quite ambitious? Come on, talk. Talk talk to one another. Guys, come in, come in, come in. There's chairs, there's chairs. No, come in, come in, come in. What's the difference between having a goal and being ambitious? Guys, come in, come in. There's chairs. Okay, feedback, what's the difference between goal and ambition? It is, someone speak. What's the difference between having a goal and being ambitious? Well, maybe ambition is a bit, can be a bit inward focused, but a goal can be outward. Yeah, good, good, yep. You're going to say that, great? Yeah, like it's good remaining humble. Yes, remaining humble, yes. Yep, yep, good. Anything, any other you ads? You can be overly ambitious. You can be overly ambitious, yes, yes. 
And ambitious has a, has a sort of a feeling of like, I'm going to do this no matter what you think. And that's, uh-oh, get out of this because you're not gonna, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. That works in the world, unfortunately. It doesn't work in, the, in God's kingdom. He's just not into it. God loves to choose us to do roles that we can handle with our character. Yes? Now, when I say character and your mind went off into characters, what's characters? Um, it's your heart. And your heart and my heart is very deceiving, unfortunately. Um, I thought I was serving God. I really, really, really did. But why has every photo on Instagram got me in the front? You know, or I, that was just an example of... And, and, and don't be... If, if every photo you've got is you in the front, maybe you're fine with that. But like a lot of us are looking for affirmation, Right? And one little thing I've been with Instagram, just, just to share one little thought of taking photos, is I've been trying to get other... I've got a weird thing. I try and put one eye in the front and the rest of the group, and, but I've been switching and trying to get other people to be in the front because I've just been aware, oh, uh, I, didn't want, I didn't want to be in the front. I wasn't trying to do that, but I repent. And just being aware that what I project is coming out of my heart. Yes? And so... Um, Anyway, that's, I guess that's another seminar. But um, ambitious and goal, could I ask you to do one out of ten? One being, no, yeah, no I'm feeling all right. Like I, I, I'm not feeling like I'm being ambitious and, I, and it's getting in my way. Uh, or ten, yeah, to be honest, I'm quite ambitious and I, and I kind of don't care what other people think. Where are you? Write it down, put a number in, one, one to ten on that one. Okay, next one. With King David, who knows what King David's role was in the paddock? He was a shepherd. Yes? Now, shepherds actually have to care about? Sheep. Yes? And do they smell nice? No. Uh, They really don't. Um, David had a heart for something that wasn't about him. So the sheep that helped others... Here's my dot point with, with our heart. Do I have a shepherd's heart? Now, what I mean by that is, is do I actually care about others? Now, performers don't really care about others. They care about them. And not, no, not, I'm not being rude about that, but put the difference between performers as musicians and worship leaders as musicians is worship leaders are consumed with whether the people are worshipping God. Yes? They're concerned about whether the group is engaging with God, not concerned about their voice. Not concerned about their skill level. They're not concerned about whether someone will high-five and say, you were amazing, right? They're concerned about, did everyone sing to God and enjoy God in that session? Like, did they? That, that's what a worship leader says. A performer says, Phew, I was hot, right? I mean, I was on fire tonight. And we want people to feed our ego. That, that's what happens with performers. Um, and that's why when we sell performers, the cover, it's all about them. 
So, but that's where it's different with worship leaders. Um, but on that point, I wouldn't mind bringing up, I do think you and I have quite an issue to address today, and that is to get worship back into how it's branded, back into it not being about the worship leader. So there, when I grew up, there, was a, there is a church called The Vineyard, and they used to do a lot of music and from America, and they were very intentional about not putting the musician on the front cover. So they had really bad artwork. Um, it was horrible, but the songs were great. And John Wimber, the leader of it, said that he never wanted to promote any worship leader. And so even on, a, on an album, they would often have six by one church and six by another to make up 12 tracks to, to make the point. This is not about you. This is about us together giving something away for God. And I think you and I have it on us today to get us back to rebranding worship that it's not about the person. Tim Hughes, who is a friend and a worship leader in England, and you do you know the song, Here I Am to Worship? You know the song, Happy Day? It's been a massive struggle and a journey for Tim with his um, agent to, to, with this issue. Because um, the way that the world works is you sell the person. Yes? And often his album covers, for him it's been really hard that it's often um, he's there. But his heart, it's a real fight, if I'm allowed to share this with you. And, and I think, again, I just love to say to us, let's try and get worship back to being about people and helping people, not about being about us. How much of this is an issue for you? One, no, that's all right. Ten, yes, I can see how when... I come away from leading worship, I am quite concerned about how I went. So I give you a moment. One, no, it's all right. Ten, yes, I need to work on this. Go for it. 15 seconds. All right, different point. Um, Full for Jesus, this one is called. A fool for Jesus. Worship leaders need to take God very seriously, but not take themselves very seriously. (coughs) Worship leaders need to take God very seriously, but not take yourself very seriously. Uh, Talk to one another about what that means. Go, go. What What does that mean when you're leading worship? I take God seriously. I don't take myself very seriously. Go. I'm actually really not sure. It's something that I've been yeah, 
Okay. Who's happy to share what your friend said? <laughs> what did your friend say? A couple of thoughts. What 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 can it mean, Viv? Someone said that you got to give God all the glory now. Yes. Yeah, all the glory to God. Yes. Is that, Viv? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes? Glorifying God not yourself. Yes, glorifying God and not yourself. Yes? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Paul? George said that it doesn't matter if you stuff up, it just matters about how it goes with God. Yes. Well done. Yes. All right. Now, I, that's brilliant and all brilliant. Where does it cross the line with making mistakes? Where does it cross the line? Any, any thoughts from the floor? When mistakes are getting... Yes? When you're purposely trying to do it. When you're purposely making a mistake? Yes? When it becomes disruptive to the congregation and it stops that uh, flow through happening properly. Yes, yes. Now, how do you, though... How do you, though... Um, encourage people or wherever they're at skill level to be a part of it so it doesn't get to that stage and I highly suggest that it's going to be wisdom from you about whether your congregation, your group or your church or your youth group can handle it so if they don't mind like if it doesn't get in the way so if you make mistakes but your group's really cool what I mean by cool not vibe more like they're fine that's it, it, alright it doesn't matter doesn't get in our way but yes if it starts to get in the way then then we've got to get rehearsals up 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 practice up 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 and not try and help and not make people feel silly um but yes we want to be in a place where even last night i didn't know if you heard the mistakes the band made they made some great mistakes Uh, I made mistakes. I completely drifted in my talk at one moment and I completely <laughs> forgot where I was. And I said something and went, what the heck did that mean? Um, so, where though there's a line where you cross and you just got to find that line with your church and in yourself. And, and you've got to realise when you've got silly. Yes? I know when I've crossed the line with silliness. Uh, normally my family tells me. Uh, but I've got to realise, even when leading these meetings, I've got to realise, mate, you're just, you're being stupid now. So you've got to, you, you'll find that line. But we take God seriously, not ourselves very seriously. Where you're at with that, one to ten? I'm just doing this one to ten thing to try and help you just think, is this an issue to work on? One being... No, I'm doing all right with that. I take God very seriously, not myself. Or actually, I'm really precious. Now, how you know that? If you're a 10, it's you're precious. If, I, if you lead worship and then you and I sit down for a coffee and I say, hey, do you want to talk about how that went? <laughs> and you go, no, I really don't. <laughs> then I'm like, you are a 10. You're an absolute 10. I'm an absolute 10. If you say, can we talk about that talk last night? I'm a 10 if I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about it. But I'm more of a 1 if I'm like, yeah, buddy, I'm really happy to talk about it and very happy for you to say, yes, that wasn't great. You drifted there. That didn't make sense. You could do, you know, not, you're not going to hammer me. Well, you can if you want to. Um, 
I seem to attract hammering though. Um, anyway, so um, where are you at? One to ten, go. Fifteen seconds. Just where where am I at? One. No, I'm doing all right. Ten. Yes, I am quite precious, and I don't like feedback. <laughs> All right, why don't we stand up, turn around, high five, stretch, just have a little stand up moment. All right, are you ready? Okay. Final 15. Are you ready? Final 15 minutes. You ready? Dot point skill. Subject matter is now is skill. Are you ready? Skill. Right. The skill of a worship leader. You've got to be really interested in the Bible. We're going to suffer if you don't like the Word of God. We're going to suffer if you just like being creative. Because creatives are lovely, but if they've got no substance to them, we go off into places I've never heard of before. And... Uh, where leading worship is different to like leading a Coldplay concert in this instance is that we as God's people can be creative but lyrics really matter basically what you believe is what you sing today and that's pretty much always been the case the Anglicans uh, there's this group called the Anglican Church and I grew up in it and we had a book a green book that was called a prayer book and we weren't allowed to have freedom in prayers we just we read them read them read them read them read them and you know what's brilliant about that is that they were all really biblically thought through so my prayer life thanks be to the Anglicans is not wacky like, I, I need to get a bit more wacky, but it's, I'm, I'm thankful that people have really worked on the lyrics. Now, we're singing some songs that I go, eh, I'm struggling with that word, but that's probably because I'm 45, right? Like, I won't go into them because then when we sing them, we're like, ah, oh, he doesn't like that one. Um, but there are some songs that we sing that I just, I, I need to let go and not worry about but there are songs that I do jump on and say look I love you but we can't do that that's what the heck does that mean um, and more than that we're going to start believing it and so lyrics really matter so worship leader you have to enjoy the word of God you have to be interested in um, there's a word called theology that's a knowledge of God you've got to be interested in like how God works and who he is and because that's what you're doing you're leading us to hang out with him not with me so who needs to do some work on getting to understand the Bible better getting to <laughs> we all need to get to know God better and know the Bible better but is that something you actually need to pour a bit more effort into skill-wise at the moment? Yes? Um, well, actually, and Tom French has taught this morning, if he's going to do this one, um, is, is going to help us in, the, in that particular way. But worship leaders, please, please listen to me. I don't care if the bridge <laughs> is, like, amazing and it sends me off into the heavens musically, if lyrically it just doesn't help us. Please. Okay? And, and and that's my rant. Finish. Right. <laughs> How much do you need to put some effort in that? Secondly, musicianship. 
Muse this. Oh, how do you say it? Musicianship. Musicianship. Yes, it can be. Um, so, musicianship. Where are you at with actually being being interested in how music works? Now, the good news is for worship music, it's not complicated. N not putting us down. Not putting us down. But it's not complicated. Uh, but for anyone who's like, well, if it's not complicated, I'm not going to bother. Please bother because the dynamic of music's never going to go anywhere if you're just going to stay in G, C and D, basically. We're going to get really bored at some stage soon. So um, my wife, uh, her name is Emma. She's a, a musician teacher. She teaches piano and... Um, and she would take teenagers through actual courses on musicianship with AMEB. And I used to, I'm a drummer, so I don't care about music. <laughs> right? Whatever. Why don't you just learn with your head and your heart? You know? That's how drummers think. Um, not good ones, anyway. And um, drummers need to get interested in music so that, um, again, so that as a band, we can think things through and we can, we can develop and grow and, and throw in a new chord. Oh my goodness, a new chord. It can just be so helpful. Um, if you're a musician that leads with your ears, but it really sounds like it's not working out, you need to learn about musicianship. So if you're that kind of person who's like, I don't need a chord chart, I know how this goes, and while we're singing, it's like, oh, buddy, that is not the chord, uh, that is not the lyric, get the chord sheet out. You're not allowed to not have it until you actually don't need it. Yes? Where I think that is okay is we're at a campfire, my iPad doesn't work anymore, it's just a little guitar or ukulele, or just a little drum, and it doesn't matter if you don't remember the chord because our voices, we're going to carry it, yes? But if you are going through that phase in musicianship where you're like, oh, I don't need the chord chart, but actually you do, please be humble and bring it back. It's, it's not bad. Some of our musicians up here still have them in front of them. And I don't say that in a silly way or an arrogant way. They, some of them still need it to be there. But you do, could I just say as a musician, it's much more freeing for you if you practice, practice, practice and learn and learn and learn so you don't need it. Yes? It's much better. It's much better for all of us if you don't need it because you'll just be more free and, and we'll enjoy it more if you're more free. Where are you up to with musicianship? One or ten? One, I'm t like it's going all right. I'm, we're always learning, but ten, I really need to put some effort in. Where are you up to? Maybe share with the person next to you with that one. Where are you at with that? Where are you at?
Okay. Here's a little fun skill one. Do you have a favourite music shop, online or physical? Do you have a favourite one? Do you know the person who runs it? Do you know the person in charge of your section, like so keyboards or a guitar or drums or bass or vocals? Do you know them? Um, what, makes, what makes being with musicians a lot more fun is if you're actually really interested in your craft. Like, if you're not really interested in it, it's like, hey, how's it going? That's uh, like, all right then, well, cool, let's talk about something else. Um, if, you're, if you become a bit of a keno, with, like you're really keen and interested in your instrument, it's fun. Musicians like music and they like instruments. And so please, if you don't, would you consider buying magazines, going to the shop, going online and getting interested in it so you get better. We need you to get better. You need me to get better. Yes? So it's more fun and we enjoy it. Um, yes, it can get a bit too nerdy and definitely some of our guys are way too nerdy for me. Uh, Have you heard this new little patch that I can put in my iPad and then blah, 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 blah? And it's like, oh, whatever. Um, learn the chords. Um, but please get interested in it. Like, and, and instead of being interested in what someone ate for lunch two hours ago on your feed, like... Get interested in your instrument and so you, you, you understand how it works. And say, I don't know how it works. Admit that to one another. I actually don't know how to make drums. And then let's go down to a shop and learn how to make drums. Because then you'll tune it better so it actually sounds nice. Um, and, and learn how a keyboard works. So when it breaks, you don't go throw it out, mum, dad, buy a new one. You know? Fix stuff, learn it. It's, it makes you more interesting. Yes? Mm. All right, do you need to do, need to do that? Um, last one I'd like to do on skill level is what are you like at leading conversation with mates? What do you like? Do you hate it? So if I point to you right now and I say, lead this group in a conversation, like, oh, 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 oh I've died. Right? <laughs> right? Just to be a bit general, musicians in general are often um, introverts. They are often, what I mean by that is, they, great, they gain their strength by being alone, right? That's fine, it is absolutely fine. But introverts also like people. So, where you're probably on a journey is working out though, do I really like people or do I really not really? Like, do I just. They really frustrate me, and I heaps prefer to work with something that's not human. Um, what makes a great worship leader is someone who can lead a conversation, like just naturally. Now, it takes years. So, for me, I love having coffees with people, and I love trying to bring them out and, of themselves and, and learn about them and learn what God's doing and all that kind of But for me, it's taken years to learn this. A great worship leader should be a youth leader or a Bible study leader, someone who leads a group, because otherwise you might become the musician, you know, and they don't, they don't hang with the people. They just hang up on stage and they love the stage but they don't mix with us. 
And that's a uh, uh, uh. So one thing even with our team is we say, when we have lunch, let's grab lunch and sit with the people. Yes? Because there's no green room. Uh, what a green room is, is like sometimes at concerts there's a room they call the green room and the musicians have their M&Ms there. <laughs> like, and they have their, their special bottle of water in. They, they feel special, right? Let's, let's get the green room and blow it up. Because we don't eat the M&Ms. Uh, because musicians don't need more ego feeding. So, are you leading a small group? Are you a youth leader? Are you a young adult leader? Uh, do you, do you co-lead? Maybe you could co-lead a, a small group, a Bible study or something, so that you are with the people. And you need to get good at leading conversation, even if this takes years. Because when you're leading music for Jesus with the people, you're leading a journey of conversation. You're like, you start with happy day and then you work out, no, that didn't really go well. Um, and then you go for oceans and then you go, oh, that was a bit early. Um, and you're learning what songs are helping stir the conversation and which ones are like killing it. Yes? And that's the art. It's an art of conversation, of leading people. It's the Coldplay do it. This is, and so this is where Minoid All comes in. They're, they're masters, and I could have chosen any band. They're masters at leading a, a group in having a great time. Yes? They know how to lead a group. So you might start with the drummer going boom, 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 and everyone's like, oh, this is fun, right? Rather than, hey guys, let's hang out and sing a really slow song, and everyone's going, oh, 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 right? You've got to learn, you see the group come in and they're like, they're really flat. And I might read it, I might read one verse and say, and I might ask them, why don't we lift our hands? And then everyone in the room's like, I'm not lifting my hands. I hate it when people do that. Ooh. Right? But I'd heaps prefer, I'd heaps prefer to do that and annoy you so that anyone who's like, I needed, I needed encouragement to do that and I've always wanted to do it then just everyone stays like this for the rest of their life, right? It's called being a youth leader. Hey, great to have you on Friday night. I'd just prefer to be watching a movie, but I'm here with you, right? And part of you is faking it, absolutely. You know? Part of you, and this is what, as a leader, this is a thing as a leader. You've got to learn as a leader. I can't lead based on my energy levels. Otherwise, you'd either be like hyped up all the time or you'd be asleep if you were following my energy levels. I can't afford to do that. I can't afford to come into this seminar and be asleep. I'm sorry if I'm helping you sleep, but I can't afford to do that. As a worship leader, you're leading people in conversation. You've got to get good at going, I think this conversation's like I can feel right now. I think we've hit the wall. I think we've had enough. Let's sit down. Yes? You've got it. That's what you're doing. You're not leading a bunch of songs so that people just go, you've got a great voice. If that's all you're hearing, time out. It's fine. Like, that's fine. Like, if someone's, you've got a lovely voice, thank you. Thank you very much. That's very kind. But that's not what I'm looking for. And if that's all you're hearing, 
you might want to say to them, yeah, thank you, that's really lovely, but could I ask you a different question? Do you think the people were engaging with God this morning or tonight? And they go, oh, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, maybe we need that. That's what we need to be thinking about because that's what we're doing. We're hanging out with God. We're helping young people enjoy God, meet with God. God talk to them, change their life. And the other thing I just want to share on the oil, sorry, last one, is just very quickly this. Midnight Oil was a band that a lot of Aussies, Yobos, really liked, yeah, right? But one of them became, uh, Peter became in, in politics, and didn't do too well, the poor fella. But the point I wanted to bring about that is a worship leader who has a big picture interest in life with, with God and worship, that it's songs and, and God's people, but it's justice, being interested in justice, like injustice issues and, and, and the poor, and you, know, you sponsor a child, like please do something about that. And, and you serve in a, in, in a youth group that is kind of like serving in a soup kitchen at times, and you, you, you do stuff that's, that's more than music. We really need you to do it. We really need you to have a wider focus than just music because otherwise all you're being is a musician and we don't need that. Amen? Amen. I'd like you to write, all right, well then God, what do I need to do? Where am I on the journey? I'm only going to give you 20 seconds and you still get a 10 minute early mark. Is that all right? So, okay, so it might be okay, God. After this morning, what I really need to work on is dot, dot, dot. What do you need to work on? You could talk with your mate or write it down. Yeah. If at any time during the week, on a completely different note, but with worshiping, if at any time during the week you'd love to sit in a practice, you're very welcome. It's not a holy room up there, it's a school hall. Um, if you'd love to sit in, they practice um, before, like they practice now, and then this afternoon they'll practice, feel free to go in. I, that's when I was younger, so I, I really looked up to older dudes. Um, and, and just wanted to learn, please go talk to them. Like, they would love that. And just say, hey, can you tell me about your instrument? And the tech, um, the tech we've got this week is way beyond our means. And we've been really blessed with a, a, a beautiful guy called Brett and, and lovely dad, uh, Lisa. And he, he's brought us something. I just feel really blessed. I feel really spoiled this week. So again, if you'd like to learn, please just go in and ask and you'll feel funny, but just do it. Yeah. Hey, now, that's it. Amen. Amen. Could we annoy Tom? You ready? Who's next door? So the chorus of Beds Are Burning from Midnight Oil would really annoy him. And the chorus, can I play it to you? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right. And we're just going to scream it. I'm ready. I'm ready.